This episode is sponsored by Evolve Bootcamp, my outdoor functional fitness program that delivers a sense of warmth, friendliness, and spirit, along with butt-kicking, hellishly fun-filled workouts that embody a caring attitude evoking the idea everybody that exercises outside has no boundaries and naturally evolves. Class begins at 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mention this podcast and come by for a trial class at the Boston Common, if you dare. Welcome to the Evolve WMMA podcast featuring the greatest upcoming female fighters on the planet. They are women who have gone against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. These fighters inspire, empower, and unleash excellence within a new generation of female athletes as they rise and evolve into the best possible version of themselves through the power of mixed martial arts. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA, and I'm your host, Shelly Devon. So I'm really excited to share with you all. This was a, it seemed like a last minute thing. I know for me, it was a last minute thing to find out about. Well, Invicta FC 54 is coming here to Boston, my hometown. So some of you folks may have been following mixed martial arts or MMA since it began with the Gracies some 20 years ago. I know we have a huge following here in the Boston area and in New England and you've watched its evolution from being perceived as cockfighting to a blood sport to becoming an actual recognized global sport. And some of you may even remember, you know, when Dana White came onto this scene and started the Ultimate Fighter show. And years later, he swore that women would never enter the cage. Well, I think when he stated that it was some 11 years ago and since then Invicta FC began thanks to the progressive vision of Shannon Knapp and today we see more women making a career in sports and we're here to stay. So having Invicta come to Boston is yet another milestone in the journey of mixed martial arts. I mean, geez, it took 11 years for them to actually have a live show in Boston on October 27th at the House of Blues. It's, it's the first time here in Boston, and I'm thrilled and excited to see this happen and hope it will inspire more young girls and boys too. But I'm for the girls, I'm rooting for the girls and female athletes. And I'm so honored to have the opportunity to speak with some of these fighters and uh, this show, as well as several ones that I'm going to be pushing out this week for your enjoyment to listen to and catch up with some of the, the new fighters that have come onto the scene. Um, I would say it's like the next generation. So my next guest is joining us from the mountains of Idaho. She also trains with Straight Blast Gym, but in Idaho <laughs> instead of Ireland. And she's also a newcomer to Invicta FC. She'll be facing Germany's Julia Dormy in a featherweight contest here in Boston at the House of Blues. I'm so excited on October 27th, next Friday. So I'd like to welcome to the show Invicta FC featherweight fighter, Brad Riley Martinez. Hey, Riley, welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you were able to join on such short notice. I know you have a big fight coming up next week and you were training um, just probably about an hour before we've met here today. Um, how did training go? <laughs> you said you had a hard one. Oh, it went super good. It was good. Um, yeah, last hard one in the books. Um, I had a lot of great teammates show up and just help me get those rounds and get my sweat going. Um, weight could is perfect really i'm on basically weight right now so just coasting through these next few days will be the end of it and then we leave wednesday so it's exciting ah so are you super excited to be fighting i uh, i know this is this will be your third professional fight but um you're you kind of got picked up by invicta was that like how did that whole process go 
Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, I've been wanting to like expand everything and just get out there a little more. And, you know, all of a sudden they just reached out to us. It was a contract, a four fight um, deal for a year. And this will be my first fight. I am so excited. I've been able to fight here. Um, and then I fought in Utah. So it's just awesome to be able to travel to Boston and fight for such a big organization and just all the women that are in it. I think that's just really cool. I'm were, excited for that. Were you surprised when they, they, I mean, what was your reaction when they called you? <laughs> I mean, it's a big one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was pretty excited. Yeah. I was like, heck yes, let's go. Let's do this. Um, I know there's a lot of that's like the next level for me. So, and then whatever else happens after that, you know, but this is like that start to maybe USC, who knows, but Invicta is such a wonderful organization. I've been watching them my whole life. So it's kind of cool to be fighting for them right now. That's awesome. So your whole life, um, how long has that been? Just out of curiosity. So, cause I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am 32. Um, I've been training for almost nine years now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've always wanted to get into MMA and fighting and boxing, everything. So I've been training for nine years at SBG Idaho. Almost, yeah, almost nine, exactly. So what got you to decide to to train? Were you, you were watching, you know, some of the other female fighters that came up years ago, like, you know, Gina Carano, Chris Cyborg, and there's even more behind them. But like, did those women inspire you like Ronda Rousey? And, and then as we move forward, all the others that have come forward, or did you watch the guys fight or was it just something that came naturally to you and you didn't know about them because I know the last the la my last interview um she had stayed she goes no I, I didn't know nothing <laughs> and, and, and I'm like how could you not know <laughs> um you know I knew of I know of Chris Cyborg I've actually met her um at an IBJJF tournament I've known of all of those ladies uh this is just something that I really was passionate about um wanting to just do my cousin box uh, for a really long time my uncle owned a boxing gym called uh, Vista Boxing uh here in Boise Idaho and I've kind of grown up just seeing that and then you know I was just one day I found SVG. I literally walked in and I signed a contract, joined up with them, and it literally took off. I had four fights within the first year of joining with them. Um, and that was pretty cool because four fights in a year is a lot. Because right now yeah. I'm like once a year, if, yeah. I, if I can get that right now. <laughs> right. What were the four or five? Were they MMA or boxing or were they jujitsu or just, or the whole, you know, like MMA, the whole thing? The whole thing, yeah, I got straight up into MMA. So I had four fights, um, Portland, and then I did some in Montana, and wow. it just took off from there. Um, I only lost one, uh, well, I lost twice in my amateur career, but my second fight was a loss here in my hometown. That one, that one hurt the most, but, you know, losing is part of the game. It is what it is. Right. <laughs> well, you're on a two-win professional streak. Um, your opponent, uh, she has, I think one loss, she's coming into it with two wins and one loss, maybe. So you guys look pretty balanced. You'll be fighting, uh, Julia Domi from Germany. Um, she looks like a striker. You look a little more balanced from what I can see from your past fights. How do you think you'll measure up with her? I'm very excited to fight Julia. I think it's going to be a great fight. Um, I'm very well-rounded in everything. I train anything you can think of, really. My gym has it all. So I'm not just strictly training one thing, and I'm very prepared for anything that she has to come at me. Um, I think she does, like, a little bit more of, like, like judo. She likes to throw, um, and that's okay. We have judo and jiu-jitsu here at my gym, and I'm very, I'm very prepared. I'm very excited. I'm very happy that she took the fight you know yeah. sometimes it's hard to just find a girl that will fight you right right exactly exactly what I um so tell me a little bit about like you know what what actually got you into it and what influenced you I know you said that you you had an interest but what what did it what was it feeling like as as a girl coming up and seeing it what attracted you and what really truly influenced you to sort of go in this direction well, I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to get too big into the background story of just 
certain things, but you know, I basically was just in a really long relationship through high school and middle school and I wanted to join the gym and I was basically told like, no, you you know, you'll never, you can't do it, you know, all that jazz. And then what did I, I walked right into the gym and I just started going for it. Um, I had no fear. I wasn't really worried about anything at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, f- I felt like I fit in really well and just took off from there, you know, and being told though that I couldn't do it and like basically just being told no. I'm like, no, there's no way that's going to happen. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I left that, re- I literally left that relationship. I packed up all my stuff. It was a relationship of 11 years, mm. very rocky, you know, mm. just left that relationship and moved into my mom's house um, and started the gym. And then, you know, it's kind of crazy. I'm, I met my husband at the gym and it's just been a blessing and I'm so grateful for it. It's completely changed my life. That's awesome. I, are you newly married? Like, uh, you know, within the last year or so, or should there be congratulations? Are you honeymooning still? <laughs> Your honeymoon is in the gym. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. We're going, we're going to be on going four years. So we're going to be married four years. So, you know, it's not, it's still fresh, you know, uh, but it's super exciting. It's just flying by. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Wow. That, f- well, four years. So you survived COVID together. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. That's actually like, we got married a little bit before then. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we didn't ever have like our wedding party and stuff because of COVID, but it's all good. I, I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> okay, good. So um, tell me, you know, maybe a few things, you know, aside from that relationship that you kind of decided when you were told no, and you're like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to do this because I know I can. But what were maybe a few things that you felt the way your mind was working during that time, you know, to share with other women or other people that are in difficult situations that you had that maybe some people might not have that that got you to take that leap and that leap of faith in yourself to to say I'm you know I'm 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 avoiding the naysayers as as uh, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger would say I just I was just trying to stay positive at the time it was a pretty low time in my life that just needed some changes and personally just needed to like come out of the negativity that I had in that relationship mm-hmm. um but I was super excited. I'm an adrenaline junkie. So I love anything working out, anything like that. I, and I'm pretty badass and I'm pretty cocky. So I think MMA is perfect for me. And everyone, it's very humbling, right? Any yeah. day you train, you're just humbled by the experience right. of everything. Right. Just a positive mindset, though. That's just really what led me into it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you basically had a strong will and a lot of confidence. Uh, yeah, exactly. You have to have confidence. Yeah, you had a lot <laughs> of confidence. Walking into the gym. So. Yeah, the gym can be a little bit intimidating at first, but they're so welcoming. Everyone's so nice. It's not like scary like you think. Yeah. Were Were you initially scared when you first kind of stepped into any sort of atmosphere, or is it because you used to go to the boxing gym with your, you know, family or whatever that you you felt more comfortable there? Uh, I wasn't scared at all. No, I it really didn't. I didn't think about it at that like that whatsoever. I also when I joined the gym, I had a friend of mine. She doesn't go to the gym anymore. She didn't last very long, which is funny, but uh, we're no longer friends either. But we and her were like, let's do this. We're going to do it together and have fun. And it was like that for a little bit. Um, she did not last. Uh, and I just kept with it. But nothing really scares me there. Um, it can be intimidating sometimes. Like uh, I trained with Via Ortega. She could be very intimidating, you know, um, but she's just been so helpful through my camp. Like everyone's, even the women and the men, just they're there for you. But I was never scared whatsoever. I was just ready to go. I was really angry. I wanted to grab a hold of someone and I wanted to go and, you know, go for it with, you know, go at it on them. <laughs> Let that aggression out. Sure. I, I completely understand that. Years ago, one of uh, my colleagues compadres at the gym uh it was recommended to her because she had anger management issues was to get into an mma kind of gym to to get rid of those frustrations and hit something and it really worked well for her (laughs) she met her husband there 
and is happily married too as well. Uh, but it seems to work for people, male and female, right? Um, it just really, yeah. you know, you, you get to work through some of your emotions probably better than uh, any sort of uh, PTSD that sometimes people experience. I mean, they experience it in wartime, but there's also other, other um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, variations of PTSD, which you can experience in a relationship, I'm sure. Um, so, but anyways, aside from that, um, what do you do, um, when you're like in the cage or in a ring or whatever, um, to, to kind of flip a switch in yourself going from like, you know, a lot, oftentimes you see people walking out, you know, fighters walking out to the ring and they're all like, you know, ready to go and stuff. But then there's got to be that mindset when that door closes and then you're in there and you know that the girl across the ring wants to pound your face in or whatever, or submit you, rip your arm off or something. What's the switch that goes off in your mind um, when you're in the cage? Uh, pretty much kind of just like you said it uh, but for me it is the second they call my name and they're like hey you're walking out you're getting prepared to go out I'm like all right it's go time I am ready this girl wants to she's going to come at me with everything she has and I need to be there I need to protect myself and I need to come at her and I don't I'm not one to leave it in the judge's eyes uh, I don't like doing that so it's either we win it we, we win it we, we submit we knock out TKO whatever we have to do but I do not leave it to the judges. So it's like that mindset to me is like, I have to go and do what I need to do, what I've been training. And it's just like, like you said, a flip when the door shuts, definitely. You're like, it's go time. You just, you're ready. But for me, it's right when I walk out, I'm just like calm, cool, collected. And I just remember everything we've worked on um, and just go from there really. But it, it's go time. The second that cage closes for sure. Do you have any anything you do the night before, like watch them? I've heard some f fighters, they'll watch certain movies, they'll listen to certain music. Um, maybe they'll read. I mean, whatever you do, what, what's your thing before a fight? What do you do to kind of mentally prepare? Because usually during the week, you're either cutting weights, so you're kind of relaxing. Today, I'm assuming was probably your last really hard workout before next weekend or Friday. And so what do you do in the meantime to kind of, you know, preparing mentally and getting ready for entering the cage absolutely um I have like I'll do I'll do like some pad work randomly um I do work a full-time job so on top of training I work seven to five so mm -hmm. Monday and Tuesday I will still be working my normal job um just relaxing after work I do like pad work but like on Wednesday we'll fly out Wednesday and I do like to just relax be in my cozy clothes I like to watch a movie um, relax. I do like to go swimming. That's like one of my things. I like to be in the hot tub or the pool and just like really be by myself, listen mm -hmm. to some music, maybe shadow box around the hotel room for a while. Uh, I don't really sleep a whole lot when I know I'm fighting. It's just super exciting. You know, I'm really anxious to mm -hmm. do it and get out there and show everyone what I'm, you know, what we're made of down here in Idaho. <laughs> Great. Wow. That sounds like a uh... Good. I like the swimming part. It's really good cardiovascular. Plus it's different on your muscles and everything. It's kind of a good cross, uh, you know, like uh, cross, cross training, right? Like for, for mm -hmm. that to kind of relax a little bit after all the hardcore in the cave, you know, in the gym. Stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What, what has been your greatest challenge with dealing with um, maybe lo the losses that you had or any fears and how do you overcome that? as a fighter? Um, well, I hate losing. That's pretty much it. Uh, and if I lose, I just take, I literally get back to training the next day. Like if it's on a Saturday, I'm back in the gym on Monday and we're going, we're learning from what, how we lost. And the, my two losses that I've ever had in my career are a, to the judge's decision. So that also is like a mental thing for me, right? The two that I lost, I went all the way to the end and barely lost like five points, but it's like, you don't let that happen. We do not let that happen. So that's a big thing that I've tried to like keep my mind on. Like I do not want the judges being the last person that makes the decision if I win or not. Cause I don't like, I just don't like that. Mm -hmm. um, but my first loss was my hardest here in my hometown. It was rough. Um, I ate a lot of food that night. 
you know, and spent some time with my husband and then we were back at it, just going, going hard and, you know, just getting back to it. That's all it is. You just don't sit around and do nothing. You just have to go back to the gym. It doesn't matter if you lose. Um, your, your teammates don't care if you lose, like it, it's just part of it. You just got to go do it. Yeah. So you're always on that progressive journey of, of, um, you know, improving, improving your skills. You learn from the losses you're, and, and yeah, maybe, you know, depending on what happens internally, like you beat yourself up. Oh, I could have done that better. Could have done this better. And then you hit, hit it, you know, hit the gym again to improve on that. But what do you do mentally for that? Like not to, you know, does it have any effect on, like we talked about you, you being really confident getting out of a relationship. And, and then when you have a loss, say in the cage, do you apply that power that you had getting out the relationship and then coming back and saying, okay, um, I had that loss. I can use my life experience and still move through this, but how much does it hit you? Because you love this, even, you know, you love the activity of it. How much does it hit you in your, in your soul about journey? Because I mean, realistically, when you're in the cage, you're in there for, I mean, if you, if you're doing um, championship fight, it's going to be 15 minutes. Um, but if you're not, you got three rounds and you're in there for, you know, how many minutes? Thank and thankfully it's not longer than that. When I think of boxing, I'm like, oh God. But um, you know, it, it's it's very finite. I mean, it's the it's the epitome of getting in there and getting raw, and you're you're basically completely exposed, naked with some other person in there. It's very visceral. And then and then you, you know, you leave either you win or lose. Does it really matter? I mean, yeah, sure. You want to win. But then when you leave, you want to go back and train right away, whether you win or you lose. Right. Isn't it like that for you guys? 100%. I, uh, that is exactly how it is. You know, taking, taking the loss or just like anything happening bad in the fight. I just, I don't know. I just get back to it. I don't really try and let that, I don't dwell on that stuff. Um, it doesn't take that big of an impact on me. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we want all wins and stuff like that, but we just have to keep going. That's what this is all about. It's just growing and learning and experiencing new things. Um, really, I don't take it too hard. Um, I mean, I cry like a little baby in the locker room and then, you know, I suck it up and I get back to it, really. No That's crying, it. no um, crying in MMA. <laughs> no crying in MMA. Yeah, there is. Crying in baseball? I know. Yep. <laughs> men, men and women cry in MMA. I've seen it plenty of times. <laughs> I got to tell you a little But after story. the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, I got to tell you a little story because the girl that I mentioned earlier, she would cry mm-hmm. after training and it was, she said it wasn't because it was like, you know, like I was having a hard time or anything mental. It was just so intense. And that's the way I kind of just dump and release and she would cry. And this is in the early days when guys didn't really, you know, understand what it was to be female in the gym. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, all the girls got it. They're like, yeah, it was tough. It was intense. And, and you weren't, she wasn't really like, you know, second guessing herself or anything. She was just like, it was really intense. And I'm like really trying hard. And, and it was just an express. And so she would cry and then the guys would see her and they would think she's not ready for a fight. She can't handle it. Like all that was their interpretation of her like crying. And she's like, no, I'm so ready to be in this. You have no idea. It's just like going from anger and then just like letting everything go. And so when you're saying, you know, everybody cries, even the guys do after a fight or whatever, or they beat the, you know, like they're like disappointed that they lose. I'm like, it's so good to hear that it's changed, that per- perceptions change where women aren't, um, uh, judged by tears as being weak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Yes. I love that. No, I mean, shoot. Last week I saw one of our dudes just, you know, he got pushed to his freaking limit, like, and yeah. he just had a moment and that's okay. Yeah. We just, this is like just a way to let that, those feelings out. Yeah. And that, that's totally natural. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great that, that you understand that and the, and the men do too. That's wonderful to hear. I feel like I'm hearing all these different things 
that have occurred on a very subtle level just from um, I met with um, Dee Begley yesterday for an interview and I have a couple other ones lined up. So everybody, I'm, I would love to get to everybody on the card this week. Um, I don't know if that'll happen, but uh, ha at least half. And, and um, she was saying some things that really surprised me that are so different now for you. You're like the next generation coming through and coming up. And it's your experience is, is definitely different than say mine or some of the other women coming up was. And even before that, some of the other ones that had pioneered and paved the way for everything. And it's so lovely to hear these, these subtle changes and um, and the welcomeness that you're experiencing in in getting to train. So I just wanted to highlight that because I'm just like I'm blown away here in this. I think it's wonderful. It's really great. Um, so um, is there anything that keeps you up at night before a fight or or you know during training during your training? Um, you know, not really. Um, you know. No, not really. Definitely before the fight, though, is the excitement. I'm just so excited and just anxious. Yeah. You know, even after you get through your weight cut and you weigh in, I still can't really sleep a whole lot. I'm up. I'm up. I like to be up at like 6 a.m. Um, I'm like, I'll hit the gym, you know, but really, that's about it. Um, every night of training, though, usually I go really, really hard and then I stay up really late anyway. So, but no, it doesn't really mess with me at all. That's good. How many, how many uh, workouts do you do? Like, I'm, you know, you were in the gym this morning. Um, you obviously cross train with swimming. Um, I'm sure you have to do something, you know, lift wise, or, uh, you know, you probably have a striking coach, you have your jujitsu coach, how many, like say in one day, what is, what does a day look like for Riley? And then expand that on a week because as women, we want to look a certain way. And I know you're cutting weight to get in the gym and, you know, like, or to get into the ring and your, your regular walk around weight is different than what your uh, fight weight is. And women want to always look like, you know, the model that's on the cover of a magazine or the fighter or the athlete that is in the ring and, and how sustainable is that? And it's actually kind of not unless they train like you do. <laughs> Can you give us a rundown? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I'll let you know my week. And you want to know, I actually probably cut, there's two of us at the gym and we cut the most weight out of everyone. So I am a heavy woman. I freaking love food. I like beer. Um, I, you know, so stuff like that. I definitely try to be as fit as possible. But when you are training as much as I do, that stuff doesn't matter at the time. And then when it comes to fighting, I will clean up, you know, obviously clean it up and my weight will fall off. But you know, I train at least because I do, like I said, I work Monday through Friday, seven to five. Um, I go directly to the gym. Um, Monday is usually like a roll punch. So we like do an hour of just striking MMA. Uh, you just basically fighting each other for an hour. Mondays are usually like that. Um, Tuesday followed by about two hours, two to three hours of training. Um, we do jujitsu for an hour and then we have our MMA comp team and, and you can do boxing as well. Um, Wednesday followed by another hour or two. We have MMA comp team directly followed by sparring. You can also do jujitsu before that as well. You kind of have to pick and choose what you want to do that day. Um, I rotate things, but in fight camp, we strictly, I strictly stay to uh, my comp team, my MMA comp team and my jujitsu and stuff like that. Um, I usually train for like two to three hours a day, but Thursday is also followed by um, jujitsu, MMA. I can do boxing. Um, and then Friday is an open mat day. You can do Muay Thai. Muay Thai is also on Mondays and Wednesdays, so I can do that as well. Um, and then Saturday is followed by my strength and like conditioning. I do two plays. So I do a lot of my strength and conditioning on my own time. Um, I have my own equipment at home that you know, you just kind of got to, you got to do what you got to do at the gym. And then sometimes you got to carry it out at home. Right. Um, Stu Place is amazing though. That's, that's like my main, like people lift weights and stuff, but Stu Place is my jam. Like I, they're heavy bags. I get thrown around mm. and stuff like that. And followed by Sunday, I always, I'm doing something. I either go to the gym for our gi open mat and do jujitsu. Um, that's until however long you want. And then or I like to go outside and just go get a run and be outside. So I'm, I'm very active. I train every single day. 
I usually don't take a day off. I can't. I, if I if I don't do something, it just itches at my skin, and I mentally just have to release those endorphins sure. in some way. But yeah, I just go for it every single day. I gotta train. Yeah. So <laughs> what about what about uh, do you work with a nutritionist too? And and when do you have your meals in between that schedule that you described that runs through the week? I mean, do you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner? Do you have snacks in between? How big are the portions? Like, you know, what are you particularly eating for protein? That sort of thing. How do you how do you I mean, well, go shoot. <laughs> You can answer. No, it's okay. No, I like this question. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because a lot of people do like work with a nutritionist, but I've never, I've literally never done that. I, I just, the first fight I ever had, I was like, okay, we're going to do some turkey meat and we're going to do some veggies. I, I always do breakfast. I, like you said, I do breakfast. I have a snack uh, at my work break. I have a big lunch followed mm-hmm. by like a little snack before I train. And then I usually eat a really big dinner. Um, do I do lots of meat like this fight camp was a little different for me um I had to switch it up like I do like fish and tuna and shrimp and stuff like that but this strictly I had to do like meats and veggies and that's just like how I go off of how my body reacts to like yeah I'm going to the bathroom am I not going to the bathroom you know stuff like that it's yeah. very important exactly. to stay regular when you're coming yeah yes, you have to <laughs> totally you totally. have to stay regular and stuff so yeah but yeah that's about it and then actually so well, uh, a couple months ago, I found a local meal prep plan, and they're pretty dope. So that that just helped with the variety of food and thinking of different options, because you get bored of you doing, like, you just go, like, what do I freaking cook right now? Um, so that was helping with that, like, that, and you can customize those meals. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's a local thing over here in Idaho called Met Meals, and they will deliver to your door, and there's no extra cost for it. So that helped me get through the start of it. Just like the variety is just switching things up. And those kept me really filled up full. Um, because yeah, I cut a lot of weight usually. Um, so I, I have to be smart about it and I am not one to die in the sauna. I think that's ridiculous. I'm not one that's going to like, um, put blankets on me and sweat. I, I like to do it all by diet and healthy and just like coast my weight down until where I need to be until fight week and we weigh in so right now I'm pretty much almost on weight um and I feel great I feel awesome I'm still like I said I'm still working I'm still doing everything I need to do it's just waiting till I get there because it's just so exciting yeah wow that's really great because I know some women really struggle depending on their their cycles and and then the other aspect Mm -hmm. would be um you know, like whether or not you feel like while you're training and you're, you're decreasing your, you know, your intake, maybe that they feel flat during training. They don't feel energized. Have you experienced that and then knew how to adjust it? Did you need more protein or more carbs at certain times during the day? Or do you, um, do you cycle what you eat? Like what you eat and like maybe one day it's really high, um, high protein. And then the next day, or are you pretty, you know, carbs or something, or are you pretty balanced date on a daily basis? Or do you change, you know, do you change what you eat up, you know, every other day? Or how do you how do you work that out? Definitely, I, I kind of stick to the same thing. I do a ton of fruit. Some people are like, no fruit, it's sugar. And that's just absolutely freaking BS. So I do a ton of fruit. I like mango you know just any kind of fruit I consume a lot of fruit um and like nuts things like that really really help but my like the consumption of food is about the same up until about probably the other day I just start minimizing how like the biggest like portions and then like I make sure I eat before I train so I have my energy but but yeah actually like this fight camp was a little different when I first started like I said I, I do like tuna fish I was doing a lot of like I like fish. It's light. It's very high protein, fat, stuff like that. But my body was like, nope, we don't like that. You and I felt like just a little bit more drained. So Mm -hmm. we switched it up. We got some steaks, um, more chicken, um, maybe some rice. I put rice in there and it was like, okay, energized weight is still good. We're doing great. Um, So I definitely have to watch my body and how it goes. But I've had those moments before. The the last few years, I've been really good with my with these weight cuts, so I feel pretty energized. But I've it's, in the past in my amateur days, there was times where I was like, okay, this 
freaking sucks. I can't move. Um, and you know, if that happens, that's okay. We just go to the bike or we hit pads. Um, we just switch it up. But even if I feel like that, my train, I'm very vocal. I'll tell someone, I'm like, yo, we just got to flow through this. And they always get it. Every single one of them, I've never had a problem with it. And they just, you know, your teammates help you get through it. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome that you have the support there, which is typical of a MMA gym anyways, but that's awesome that you have that support. <laughs> yeah. They can support you as a, as a female because it's different than guys cutting weights for sure. It's totally different than what they, they do, you know, body wise, what they need to do. I think it's very different for what females have to do, but um, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're, how, how much weight do you have to lose before this fight coming up? How much did you have so uh, I, like I said, I do, I, I, I never told anyone really, but it doesn't really freaking matter because we're all cutting weight in the end yeah. and we're all freaking dying. But yeah. so, I mean, I walk at 180, I walk at 180 pounds usually. And the, um, See, listen, so, girls, you know, 180, I would never guess. Yeah, Are so, you kidding me? No, I'm not. Um, yeah. But like I said, when I'm training a lot I will just can I eat what I want I don't care um yeah. I do care but I also am like I'm enjoying my life when I yeah. need to and enjoying those times and then yeah so I started I actually started this camp at 182 and I'm right on weight I'm like at 148 pounds right now and I feel good I'm eating drinking enjoying my coffee um eating so a healthy lifestyle really yeah man that's what you gotta lifestyle. do yeah. Wow. wow. And, and you, when I, and you work, I'm just pointing this out. I want to remind our listeners mm -hmm. you work too full time, right? Yeah, I work full time in a machine shop. Um, and I always do that. And that actually to me helps in fight camps. Um, you know, if you're not doing something, you're, you obsess or, or if you have the time and you know, you can train all day, that's freaking dope. But yeah. I mean, I got to make money. Um, you know, and pay my bills. And I love my job. My, my, my coworkers, my bosses, they're, it's just a great environment and they're very helpful and they know when I'm cutting weight and they know, you know, I might be cranky, but that was in the past. Every time, every time I've done it, it's changed and you're, you become more lively and your body just gets used to it for the most part. Right. Do you get hangry, hangry? Yeah, I'm already kind of a biatch anyway. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I can get hangry, but I do have a way to like trick my body if I'm like that. And that's, you know, it's actually just consuming like little bits of nuts. I really find that very helpful. Nuts also help you stay regular and going to, the, you know, just going potty and stuff like that. That's very important. Yeah. Um, but nuts and like little apples, I, I will pack like mini snacks when yeah. I have to work. So it's like, okay. You know, I'm going to eat this and stuff like that because Monday and Tuesday, I won't consume too much of a meal, you know, just little things just to keep the weight on point, but I'll still be eating and stuff. I won't be just dying or anything like that. Right. And so then say after the fight, this is another thing listeners should hear is you go, how, how quickly do you get back to your normal walk around weight? Mine. Um, so mine goes, mine goes up relatively fast so like after I eat I'm probably like say we weigh in and then I will probably pop up to like 160 maybe that not even that I my weight doesn't jump very much it takes time because after you go through this process you know your tummy is shrunk so it's really hard to start just consuming all some some of the boys are different I've seen boys like eat so much food after I'm like how the f do you do this yeah but, yeah yeah um, I have to yeah yeah taking it slow, taking those in like little increments of food um, and like little bits of noodles, you know, stuff like that. But after like a week, I'll be back to my normal full eating. Um, and I might stay a little bit lower. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll be another fight. I might try and keep it a little bit lower, but yeah. um, my body's always been good. So it's never really bugged me to move my weight up and then, you know, have to bring it back down. I just think that's, it's just part of it, you know. I, I do try to be fit and like just all the time, but I'm just a bigger woman. I yeah, you know, I, I am so that's just how it is. And you're and <laughs> you're happy booty. with your I do, 
It sounds like you're happy with yourself as you are as a person. And, and the reason why all the questioning and the dirty details of all this is because most women struggle with weight and, and what they perceive is, is acceptable. And then when they hear from an athlete who actually does this and the, you know, you're cutting weight, you're not really truly dieting to lose weight, to maintain that weight whatever, you know, other people think is the, the ideal weight. You just got to be happy with wh where you're at and, and feel good about your body and, and, and the bottom line. So it's, it's very, uh, it's always enlightening hearing from you athletes on what you go through to be who you are and to get in the cage and the truth about what it is for a woman and being, you know, happy with their bodies, the way they are and, and everything, you know, moving and functioning in, in an efficient way and, and still feel good mm -hmm. and energized and love what you do in your life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you got to do. And obviously the best part about cutting weight is I have abs right now, but I don't give a, I don't give a hoot and a holler about that after like get pictures, get pictures, about, right? <laughs> get pictures. So when you oh, I do every time <laughs> when you're 90, yep, there was a period of time I had more short abs. Yep. <laughs> I know some people are like, do you have abs all the time? I'm like, absolutely not. No way. And I don't care about that. Like, but it looks cool. It looks yeah. cool. Yeah. It's just one point in time. It's like, yeah, I got there. So, you know, like, it's not something that you're going to maintain. It's like, did it, done it, no. moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. So um, can you share a time in your martial arts journey that you experienced like an aha moment of realization that where like the light bulb just went on? <laughs> um, I, I, I guess every day is like that, but um, I'm, I guess, man, that's a hard question. My attitude, um, you know, I really just had to change my attitude. I, I know when I started the gym, I was pretty hard to coach. Mm -hmm. um, things like that. You know, I'm very, I like everything to go good. I want to always win. Um, and I know I could be like, I could be an asshole. Like I can be, I know I can be like that. And mm -hmm. so I just really had to change my mindset. You know, these people are helping me and this isn't the end of the world. And once I learned like, okay, this is cool. We're good. And we're like, no big deal. Um, it really helped everything, including like in my jujitsu journey and stuff like that, like competing in jujitsu. Um, but it's really changing your mindset and knowing like just keeping it open. Um, that was like, okay. And then I really started just like absorbing every little thing that every coach was telling me and just using that to get better really in the end. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, can you share anything that no one knows about you? Or might not know. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, to deal with MMA or anything. A anything. Anything. Um, I don't know. I think everyone knows everything about me. I don't have it. I don't have any secrets. Um, <laughs> you're an open book. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> I know. I'm. An, I'm pretty open. Um, nothing too crazy. Oh, okay. Well, I. This is totally random, but you're asking me anything that no one knows about me. But um, when I was younger, I actually was born with a heart condition. Um, I actually was born with an extra valve. Oh, wow. So I actually had to go under a big open heart surgery. It was crazy. It was when I was younger. It took about um, actually like six years to figure out what was going on working with cardiologists. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of crazy. And what was crazy about that time is that so basically what would happen is the heart, the, the extra valve would uh, move itself and it would pump blood erratically into my body, which would cause my heart rate to either stop or um, just go crazy. So I would have to literally go to the hospital. I would have to get an IV, which um, would, th they would do, they basically would just stop my heart. Um, and then it would <laughs> go back to normal. I would, yeah, it was crazy. I would always vomit too after that happens every single time. Um, and then literally I was on a waiting list for like a year for surgery. And I, my stepmom who works at the hospital, she like calls me and she's like, Hey, you got in to surgery tomorrow. Like you're having surgery. So, um, I did that and that was crazy. They went in through my chest 
with giant tubes and then they actually went in through the groin with tubes and they did it all that way cut it out um and then literally after that it was great um i've never had a problem with anything i've never felt anything after that but mm -hmm. i've never i don't really tell a lot of people that because people just jump to a conclusion they're like you know they're like oh are you sure you should be getting your heart rate up but i'm like yeah i'm fine i've literally never had an issue <laughs> Wow, that's that's incredible, though, you know, like to go, to experience that and go through that. And then uh, were your folks a little kind of when you were getting into boxing and MMA, a little concerned because of that, even after the surgery? Absolutely not. No, no one ever even thought about it. This happened when I was like a little kid. Um, oh. I'm still in elementary school. Um, okay. But no, I and. I just do what I want to, but my family's very supportive. <laughs> they didn't, no one's ever said anything about it, actually. I've never really thought about it, you know, just going with the flow. But my family is super supportive of what I do and everything that I do with MMA. They were super pumped for me when I started. So that was nice. No one, no one uh, told me I couldn't in my family. So, well, that's good. But other people did. And here you are now to say, ha ha, here I mm -hmm. am, right? <laughs> Yeah, look at me now, sucker. Like, yeah, exactly. look what I'm doing, and I'm happy as happy as heck. <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. So, um, you're you're coming to Boston on this Wednesday to fight at the House of Blues in Boston here for Invicta 54. Your opponent is Julie Domi from Germany. Do you have anything you'd like to say that's a little like I'm coming after you or like, do you just, you know, anything, whatever, whatever comes to mind about, you know, the little, a little kind of, you know, let's get this, let's get this show going kind of thing. <laughs> oh man. You know, I'm super, I'm super humbled. I seem like I'm not like that. I, which is surprising. Um, I'm just ready to go do our thing. Like I know we're both ready to do our thing. Um, and I don't like obsess about my part. Like the person that I'm going to fight. Yeah. We look up, you know, what we're doing, but I don't give a hoot and a holler about, about what they're doing. Um, I focus on myself and I know that there's a reason we got matched up mm -hmm. and I think we're going to be a good fight. And I know that I'm going to bring it and I know that she's going to bring it. But I'm very, I don't, I don't, I'm not very like, I don't know. Some people just talk big smack on each other before a fight, but I don't believe in that. I'm very respectful to my opponent, which is surprising. And I'm like all handshakes and, you know, and then, like you said, this, the second we get in that cage, it's like, Hey, if you, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And then after we can shake each other's hand or hug or whatever you feel, um, I've only had one girl that like didn't want to do that. And I, that's fine. I beat her up and she fucking went on her way. So, um, but I'm not, I just am excited, you know, and I, I'm grateful for her and I'm ready for her at the same time, you know, um, I'm skilled and she's skilled. So let's just go for it. I'm very excited to fight her. I'm very excited to fight in the house of blues. That's like a big deal. All these famous musicians have played there. Just anything like lots of famous people have been there. I'm just, yeah. never been to Boston so it's gonna be yeah. fun and it I mean it's the first time Invicta's been in Boston uh so it's it to me yeah. it's, it's a milestone in MMA for women to actually I mean up here there was a lot of poo-poo for a long time no women won't be in the UFC no women uh, yeah you know and then you know then there were promotions in this area they would let the girls you know females be on the fight cards and stuff and slowly took took uh hold but it's taken what 11 years for Invicta to get up here. I'm like, why, <laughs> why did it take so long? <laughs> like, but, but I'm so thrilled that they're here um, and that they're coming, uh, you know, this, this week. Um, so did you have any like shout outs that you, or, you know, for sponsors or, or um, your teammates, basically the floor is yours to give that. Oh my gosh. Well, that's a lot, but um yeah, I do actually. I I mean, my gym, obviously my gym, you know, everyone at my gym, every single person plays a part in my camp, not just my fight team, um, and my coaches. And then my sponsors have been so supportive. I, you know, everyone has like so many, and but I'm just starting out with stuff like that. And I have a couple that I do want to shout out. I have Tagatu Clothing Company. Um, they're amazing. They help make all of my gear. They do videography for me. Um, they were my very first sponsor when I ever started doing MMA. 
Mm -hmm. um, my, the lady that braids my hair, her name's Miss Kay Does It. Um, she's amazing. She's local. She goes above and beyond. She braids my hair. Every fight I've had, um, I trained through plays here in Boise, Idaho, and that is a big thing for me. Um, I actually just competed in a little tournament for them and won gold, so that was cool. Um, you know, and then my gym overall, and just SBG Idaho, the name of it, you know, it's just, they are, they've been amazing for me. It's just absolutely wonderful, um, you know. Yeah. And the Volt, I just got the Volt as a sponsored last year two years ago and they're a local um cigar and console lounge um and they've been so super 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 supportive they i almost forgot because you asked me and i'm all like i don't know but um they're actually doing a meet and greet for me <laughs> they're doing a meet and greet for me um here in idaho at their new location and um that's tomorrow nice. so it's just like everyone's just all, you know just super awesome everyone's super helpful towards getting me to the fight and just supporting me so it's cool Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. It was really great to, to learn more about you, Riley. And, and I wish you the best against your, you know, your fight coming up. And, and I, and I, I hope you, you know, come out of there woo, victoriously. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you actually live in Boston. So um, we'll check out and uh, I'll see, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get a chance to maybe have a picture or something with you soon. Okay, I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you. Hey, wow, what a great interview with Riley Martinez. What a what a great gal. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing her fight uh, come this Friday night in Boston again. Yes, can't wait. Um, she again faces Julie Domi from Germany, and uh, they will be fighting on March 27th at Invicta 54. How about that? So yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review because it helps people find the show. And on the review, go ahead and mention Riley Martinez and how she may have inspired or motivated you. And if you liked what you heard today and are eager to hear more, never miss an episode from Evolve WMMA by remembering to subscribe or download on iTunes, or you can find us on Podomatic and Spotify at Evolve Women's MMA. Or if you prefer to watch, you can find a new episode on YouTube at Evolve Women's MMA. And go ahead and check out our website at www.evolvewmma.com. Um, and lastly, if nothing else, you can simply follow us at Facebook com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.